Another edition of Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Of course, I am Ron Cork, the uh, gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. And with me is her. <laughs> nice! The blonde bombshell herself. Miss Ann Kerrigan. Well, good evening, everybody. And it was it's so nice to be back because we kind of missed, well, we missed last month. We had a little, little uh, stuff going on. Shh, so. If you didn't mention that, nobody would have known. Oh, well, yeah, nobody's watching anyways. <laughs> That's what you always say. But anyways, yeah. so mm-hmm. we're back. Here yeah. we are. And, and today is, uh, you know, and, and we are broadcasting, of course, live from EBC TV. And also on Tojanet, Parax, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. wherever we are. But anyways, uh, Facebook, in its wisdom, as Facebook always does, uh, came up with a new thing. Ah, Facebook. And it posted on Facebook that today was our sixth anniversary of being friends on Facebook. Imagine that. Yep. So, hey, little Facebook salute. Facebook friends. Oh. There you go. Facebook wait, friends. Wait, you have to turn the little skulls around. Oh, so for God's sakes. Fix the skull. All right. Hey, cheers to you and me. Cheers. Yeah, whatever. Lovely Poland Spring water. Oh, can we say Poland Spring? Whatever. (laughs) Do we get a kickback from (laughs) No. Absolutely not. That's a shame. (laughs) Anyway. But yes, it's hard to believe. Six years. Six years, and that's just since Facebook. Right. You know, since we got on Facebook. I mean, we were hanging out before that. We were? A little bit. We were? Yeah. The show was me. (laughs) But, yes, we've okay. had some very good times. And we I, did. I would not have missed them for the world. Me neither, or neither. As much as we bicker. We do? No. No. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I, I was thinking of like all the fun times we had together, because we've had a lot of fun times. Yeah. And, and I know, you know, I po- changed my picture or profile on Facebook with you trying to kill me with that object. And I know there are times that you, that thought might enter your brain or two, um, whatever. Mm, Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, I, I was thinking about some of, the, some of the neat things that we did. And one of the most enjoyable things um, that I had and I thought and I was very fond of, let's put it that way, was that we were invited to this um, event that some other group was having. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't want to mention names or anything. Okay, all right. But I, I remember sneaking around with you like a couple of high school students. Oh. Do you remember that? <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We, maybe we we might have gone in an area that, that we should have gone. We supposed yeah, to be yeah. in, but it all worked out. Like a lighthouse. <laughs> so we we sneak up we sneak up to this lighthouse where we're not supposed to be, and uh, we we crawling undone so that we don't get seen by anybody. And we're dodging under the searchlight. Under right, right. So we're sitting there, <laughs> and of course, I want to take a selfie. Why not? Yes. Right. So I take the camera. You have to take a selfie in that instance. Yep, take the camera, put it out there, snap, right? And the light goes out from the lighthouse. It goes, boom. I said, oh, this is paranormal. Now we're hysterical. Yep, so we're laughing, right? (laughs) Yeah. We're rolling around, literally rolling around on the floor, hysterically laughing. The light came back on. My depends are all wet. But anyway, what happens when you're 110? 110 years old. old yeah. yeah, yeah. So we take another one, right? The same thing happens. <laughs> the light goes out from the lighthouse. So like, okay, it's not like you can miss the light in the lighthouse <laughs> going out. 
But then I feel, you know, I realized it wasn't paranormal. It, no. the, it was a photo sensor no. on the light. So when no. I shot the flash from a selfie, oh, it, it the thing up, thought it was day, and oh, it shut the light God. off. Yeah. Yes. That, so to me, yes. that was that was kind of a, a funny moment. And yes. I don't want to get too many because we have a guest on the show. Yes, I know. But uh, can't can talk about ourselves all night. Why not? Uh, can you think <laughs> of any? Can you think of any? That, oh. I mean, one of your fonder moments. Oh, oh. Are you kidding me? Fonda. Oh, sure. it has to be when we were in uh, down in uh, in New York visiting uh, our friends. Uh, oh, the old Collinwood. Jerry and Brian at the Collinwood. Yeah. They brought us out to Syracuse yeah. to uh, the cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> what are you making a face for? Oh, I was loved it. Yes, of course. <laughs> it was like 102 in the shade. In anyways, but no, no, we had we found that gravestone. Oh. We found the gravestone. Do we have that picture? Can we say that on the air? I don't know. This is your TV station, not mine. I got yelled out for saying A blank blank. Well, anyways, there was an interesting name on the stone, and the two of us saw it, and we started both started running for the stone. We're like, picture! We need to take a picture. And that picture is somewhere, right? Yes, it is. It's on Facebook. It's on Facebook. But we will we we will repost it on our Facebook page, we'll which is Ghost Chronicle Next Generation. Yes, we will. Okay. So that is one of my fonder memories because. That was really funny. And that's the one we <laughs> snuck into that condemned building. That oh, yeah, we snuck to. in a building there, too, <laughs> in the chapel. There was an old chapel. Yeah. Ron's like, I bet we can get in there. And I'm like, I'll stand watch. Wasn't we'll there. see if we can get the wood pried away from the door. <laughs> we're, giving, so anyways, we're giving people the wrong impression. No, no. We, 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 we don't, don't do this always, stuff. No, we don't we always break the law. No, no. But when we do, <laughs> we're usually together. Alright. <laughs> okay. We need to play cemetery trip. Yeah, speaking about cemeteries, <laughs> let's do cemetery <laughs> tripping, please. Alright. Let her roll, Director Zach. Yes. Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where I will feature a different cemetery in each episode that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. As an avid taphophile, or lover of tombstones, I spend a lot of time in the local New England area in the beautiful and historic cemeteries we have here. The stones here are like no others, and I have literally thousands of pictures of the intricate and symbolic carvings found on them. You can see my pictures on Facebook by doing a search for cemetery tripping. Today I would like to bring you to Forest Hills Cemetery, located in Jamaica Plain, near Boston, Massachusetts. This historic cemetery was designed in 1848 as a 250-acre park and arboretum as well as a burial ground. Roxbury City Council, the municipal board in charge of the area at that time, gave an order for the purchase of the farms of the Severns family to establish a rural municipal park cemetery. Inspired by the Mount Auburn Cemetery, Forest Hill Cemetery was designed by Alexander Dearborn, to provide a park-like setting to bury and remember family and friends. In 1893, a crematorium was added to the cemetery, along with other features like a scattering garden, an indoor columbarium, and an outdoor columbarium. In 1927, anarchists Nicole Lasacco and Bartolomo Vanzetti were cremated here after their execution. Their ashes were later returned to Italy. Forest Hills is filled with awe-inspiring statuary, mausoleums, and artwork. Even the front entrance is an amazing sight, with towering spires and large iron gates. 
Inside, there are so many amazing sculptures, it's hard for me to pick just a few of my favorites. I will begin with the sculpture of Little Gracie. The memorial to Grace Sherwood Allen, 1876-1880, immediately caught my eye. She was the daughter of William H. Allen and Emily J. Allen, and died prior to her fifth birthday from whooping cough. She was immortalized by sculptor Sidney H. Morse, who depicted the child in a button dress and boots with a bow in her hair. She holds drooping flowers, the petals of which have begun to fall. The white granite statue of little Gracie has been under her protective glass shelter for well over a century. Another very similar sculpture is located on the other side of the cemetery, also white granite, under glass, in a memorial to a child, and is that of Louis Ernest Musset. Ernest was only just shy of his fifth birthday at the time of his death by drowning. He is depicted in a little rowboat with some of his favorite toys, and the inscription reads in both French and English, My Only Darling Child, a Mother's Tribute of Affection. A very large and famous work can be seen near the entrance to the cemetery, entitled Death and the Sculptor. Also known as the Millmore Monument and the Angel of Death and the Young Sculptor, it is a sculpture in bronze and one of the most important and influential works of art created by sculptor Daniel Chester French. The work was commissioned to mark the grave of brothers Joseph, James, and Martin Millmore. It has two figures, one representing a sculptor, whose hand holding a chisel is gently restrained by the fingers of a figure representing death, shown as a winged female. The cemetery has many other notable graves, including philanthropist Andrew Carney, poet and artist E.E. E. Cummings, actress Fanny Davenport, Minuteman William Dawes, sculptor Khalil Gibran, Boston Celtics player Reggie Lewis, poet Anne Sexton, and suffragist Lucy Stone, to name just a few. There are also many works of art by local artists on display throughout the grounds, which are there simply to be enjoyed. Forest Hills is a very large cemetery, so if you're visiting, make sure you give yourself the entire day, or perhaps two days, to fully explore. Never left. <laughs> Anyways. Everything's fine here. <laughs> There's nothing wrong at all. No. Right. I, th I thought I was going to be talking with uh, Slimer in a minute here. Does he talk anyway? No. Sometimes he talks. Uh, Sometimes so he talks. Yeah. I'm not really sure why he's here, but Ron saw him on my desk and thought he should make a guest appearance. So. I, uh, yeah. And speaking about guest appearances. Speaking of guest appearances. Yes. What a lead-in. Totally. Ad Off the cuff. No. <laughs> Anyways, joining us now is someone uh, who I've known for a while. He is a paranormal investigator. Works on the show 30 odd minutes. Uh, is also involved with legend tripping. He's uh, written a book, uh, Ghost Hunting Southern New England. And, you know, I'm old. All right, uh, Andrew Lake. Hi, Ron. Hi, Ron. Hey, how are you? Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, You're okay. Very well. So, what did I miss? I mean, you, you, you do work on 30 Odd Minutes. You are a paranormal investigator, uh, founder, oh. founder of Greenville Paranormal Research, and uh, a voice uh, artist for documentaries. I'm working on one right now with a friend in Rhode Island. Oh, really? Yep, oh, on nice. the Urban Legends of Rocky Point. Oh, I saw you put the, uh, yeah. the trailer up there. Yeah, that, didn't you? yeah, yeah, Jason Mayhew. He's a very good uh, local filmmaker. Yeah. Are you, I don't know, are you friends with Andrew Lake on Facebook? <laughs> friends with everybody. 
Everybody and you should have me. seen that trailer. I saw it. I didn't That's saw very it. cool. It is. That's very cool. It is. I'm very and happy to be involved with that project. Yeah. And you do have an awesome voice for yeah, that, too. Perfect. As well. Yeah, perfect. I got, got it from my father. Yeah. Really? Did you have a deep voice? My father was uh, Art Lake of WJR Television. Ah, Get out! Yes. There you go. Wow. Yes. I was on WJAR. You were? I was. What, would you, what did you do? I had my picture taken with the weatherman, too. Oh. Which weatherman? I <laughs> Personality, I can keep. Uh. <laughs> we call it right. We did a Halloween special with um, uh, England and Australia, and we were down at the Sprague Mansion, of course, which you know. And uh, while I was down there, WJR asked us, Maureen and myself, to go in and do an interview. It was primarily me because Maureen got like two words in, and uh, <laughs> well, and that's, that's what it was. So I was in JRA, and uh, I, you know, and I forgot to take a picture of me and whoever interviewed me. And so I grabbed the weatherman and said, "Yeah, take our picture." <laughs> so there you go. Wow. Anyways, that's my story. It's not about me. Well, it's about me. We're here to talk to Andrew. <laughs> I just said that. Okay. Right. Fine. Anyways, Andrew, you have been investigating for a long time and uh, doing a lot of things. And, and this book is one of them, uh, which is Ghost Hunting Southern New England. New England. <laughs> the thing I find so funny about the fact that Ron doesn't know about the book is I think I mention you more than any other investigator throughout New England. Because <laughs> you, you were very helpful while I was researching the book. Uh, really? You gave me a couple of uh, Ron was helpful? Stories. No oh, yeah. way. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Oh, this is cool. Victoria Mansion's in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wow. mention you in there. I mention you at... Uh, do I have this book? <laughs> Stop it. Of course you do. I do? I'm serious. I don't know if I have it. Oh, okay. Really? No, but um, on the cover is the Houghton Mansion and uh, you were you know, the first folks in uh, at the Houghton Mansion. Yeah, yep. And right. uh, you gave me some great stories. Uh, I've got to get that fantastic. book now. If I don't have it, I've got to get it. I may have it. You know how many books I have? It. It. Will you stop? Oh, good. You oh sure? Oh, my God. Yeah, but I had a lot of good people uh, helping me with that, and you were one. And I well, I, I thank you, Andrew, for that lovely <laughs> tribute. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, so uh, this book is still available, of course. Yes, it is. It's uh, through Clearacy Pressing it on Amazon, and uh, Barnes & Noble carries it. You don't sell it on your site, huh? Well, uh, that's a long story, but apparently the state of Rhode Island has a problem with you uh, linking up uh, through Amazon to, to sell books. Seriously? Seriously, Rhode Island is Rogue's Island, believe me. Oh, oh my God. God. I, went through, I went through halfway through the process, and that's this thing comes God. up and says, if you live in these states, and one of them was Rhode Island, you cannot continue making the link from your website to Amazon. Oh, that's Rhode right. Island, I guess, wants to make sure that uh, you don't make a penny they don't know about. Oh, my God. Oh, that's wow. hard. It's strange. It's, it's I, love like my, I love my little state, but yeah. it is a strange little state. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you make a ton of money. Exactly. You know, I mean, you really, really don't. don't. No, uh, I'm glad to say that uh, I don't owe the publishing company any money. They made all their money back. Oh, <laughs> that's good. So uh, who knows? Maybe it'll make it into a second uh, uh, printing. Right. Nice. So, I mean, writing a book is difficult. It is. Yeah. It is. Researching it's a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah. Going to the places, interviewing people, seeing these places firsthand. But uh, you find yourself up till 2 in the morning going, I can't think of another adjective. Thesaurus, please. <laughs> oh, I love thesaurus. <laughs> I do have that book, Andrew. I was teasing. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that's, it, it's not, a lot of people think it's easy to write a book. I mean, it's, some of the books out there, I, I could see why they would oh, yeah, this, easy. Let's face it, some people just go on the Internet, they steal other people's information, <laughs> throw it out there, and... 
So when, when you want to write a book that's entertaining and enjoyable, mm -hmm. that's when it's difficult. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, you've been investigating the paranormal for quite a uh, few Quite years. a while. Yeah. I'm, uh, I just turned 51 in February. Get out of here! And I've been, uh, I've been fascinated with uh, ghosts since I... You look like 35 or something. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. you saying yeah. that, really. Yeah. Really. <laughs> Wow. But, uh, no, I since the age of 11 when I had my first run-in. Well, when you're, like, 110 or 15, yeah. everybody, you know, looks, everybody really looks young, right? Well, yeah. you're yeah. vampires, you Van Helsing. No offense, no offense there. Yeah, right. 15. <laughs> yeah. So, 15. So, um, did you, I mean, I'm trying to, yeah. how did you acquire your knowledge in ghost hunting? That's one thing, you know, somebody's, well, I saw the TV. Yeah. You know, I know everything now. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, for me, I mean, I remember um, my mom was probably the only one in the family who thought that my interest was was normal. Like she herself oh, believes cool. in the supernatural. My father and two brothers just shook their heads at me, like, "Yeah, right, whatever." <laughs> but my mom uh, was always um, uh, uh, looking out for a good ghost book by <laughs> people like Holzer or, or whoever, um, mm -hmm. Peter Underwood from England, uh, uh, who just died last year. Uh, but going to the Greenville Library, and they actually had a pretty darn good. Really? Paranormal section in that library, wow. and ironically enough, there was a ghost down by that section uh, ah. in, the, in the basement of that library. I've heard stories really? about the piano playing on its uh, own and books leaving the shelf. Ooh. It was set on a foundation that uh, belonged to a house that they, uh, when they moved the house off that foundation, mm -hmm. they found evidence of the Underground Railroad. Oh, neat. Uh, and, and uh, of course, uh, Smithfield had a few houses mm -hmm. with uh, uh, hideaways that were supposedly used for that. Wow. And a matter of fact, there is a black gentleman who haunts a house in Greenville that is seen in the window of a room that used to be hidden until about 20 years ago when it was discovered. Oh. But for the longest time, people would be like, who was the guy up in the window? And mm -hmm. So, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, yeah. I've got to ask this question. Sure. So, there's a black guy that haunts the place. I mean... How do you know he's a black guy? <laughs> well, they, well, they've actually seen him. He looks as real as you and I. That's oh, what that's, I mean, people you know, most the of they see these things in the shadows, and they're always these white things, <laughs> smudgies, right? Yeah. yeah. So if he's a black guy, it, you wouldn't see him, yeah. right? Well, I've read of many of accounts and, and yeah. interviewed many people that have told me they've run I'm into... I'm probably going to get a lot of mail for this, by yeah, the way. Yeah, you're they, They've run into a, a, you know, a, a apparitions that they didn't realize was an apparition until the person went through a wall and disappeared. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some apparitions that look as real as you and I. <laughs> okay. And... Uh, the reasons for that, we probably won't know till we're on the other side. But mm. no, but this gentleman was being seen, and people were like, you know, who the heck is in the house? And then they'd realize, where's that window even? You know, on the third floor, where's that the door even go? And they mm -hmm. eventually found that it was a hideaway room and was used uh, yes, to, to smuggle so people cool. up to Canada. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, from a very early age, I guess to answer your question, and 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 I remember. I remember opening the TV guide and seeing the announcement that a brand new show called In Search of with Leonard Nimoy was going to start. That was the original, the original paranormal show. And of course, oh, yeah. I was a big fan of Star Trek and I met Leonard Nimoy when I was 13. Oh, did you? So, yeah. uh, so the fact that Leonard Nimoy hosted a paranormal show, I was in front of the set every, that every was night. That was an awesome show. Oh, I love it. Matter of fact, my friend Jason, I just mentioned, he, for his uh, Christmas present, his wife got him the whole DVD set of the. Uh, the series, so he's been binge watching it. Oh, I just, I just uh, was it last year? I got the whole Arthur C. Clock series. That was very good, too. Yeah. I have the companion book to that. No, uh, if, if Russ was here, he'd be crying right now because he, he was heartbroken when Leonard Nimoy passed. And no, I was, too. His, I was, too, uh, seriously. One of his idols. So, yeah. 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 That's uh, another very distinctive voice that you you don't forget right so uh but yes the original the original paranormal show maybe. yeah it was yeah. but i mean in my day you know i'd say through the 70s and 80s and well into the 90s 
I found that if I brought up this subject, I was immediately talked down to. People really? were just like, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no such thing as ghosts. I mean, no. come You're on. a big boy. Yeah. You wouldn't take up. Yeah, so I just, I just let it go. I just let it go. Because I figured it's not, it doesn't make any sense to butt heads with. It's almost like, you know, butting heads about religion or anything else. You just don't yeah. want to go stepping on people's toes. Right. But, um, uh, you know, when I worked, uh, I worked for nine years in home health care uh, in my uh, 20s and into my early 30s. And uh, I would have moments where people. Uh, would ask me, do you believe in the, the supernatural, the paranormal? And they would share stories about, you know, the passing of a loved one, something that happened to the house. Um, I had a lady that I used to deliver oxygen, oxygen to on a regular basis, and she had a ghost used called George. <laughs> and I know some, sometimes I'd be delivering the uh, the O2, and she'd be like, George was out walking around last night and George. giving me awake. And uh, and of course, at this this time in my life, I was also living in an old house in, in uh, the village of Hope in the town of Situate. Um, and I had uh, the uh, original owner of the house, and her daughter was haunting the house. Really? It was the first ghost with a face that I ever saw. She looked right at me. It was pretty exciting. And uh, then I, of course, learned from my neighbors that, eh, how are you making out in that house? <laughs> so I was like, this house is haunted, isn't it? They're like, yeah, not many people stay there. But I was there for five and a half years, and it was a, it was a fascinating experience. I just kind of left them alone and let them do what they wanted mm. to do. But... I was touched uh, in the house. I had I'd see this white form go by the bathroom Ooh, door. Wow. Uh, my first EVP was on an old cassette answering machine I had. I oh, came home from work and yeah. I was checking With out the messages. Tape, the tape yeah, the old cassette. And in between two phone calls, I found this very strange voice go, "I want out. I want out." <laughs> <laughs> And I played it over and over again, and I'm like, that's not even a phone call. That's like in between the two. And I realized, ooh, that's electronic voice phenomena. And one of the ghosts who I was told was um, uh, uh, was the daughter of the original owner. Um, She uh, was either autistic or had learning problems. Mm -hmm. But um, I was convinced, as well as the previous tenant, that she was the one that would steal things and hide them in places. So I think she was a bit of a, a oh. practical joker. So mm-hmm. I think That's that was nice. her just uh, leaving me a little teasing message. Oh. I lost a paperback and a toy soldier I had as a decoration on my uh, mantle. Uh-huh. And I just pleaded with it, please give it back. Oh. And the day I moved out, I was hoping that it would magically show up like uh, the other items, did but it? it never did. So oh. somewhere on the other side of the veil, there's a uh, yeah. ghost girl enjoying my book and toy soldier. Well, either that or the borrowers <laughs> took it. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah who knows? But, but that was basically how I came about, Ron. I, I didn't have other people I could ghost hunt with. I always just kept my ear to the wind. And, and if anybody wanted to share a story so with me, I was experience you've learned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I mean, which is the best way, actually. I think. Yeah, and and also, I I learned old school, and as you know, nowadays people seem to worship technology and uh, mm. rely. I mean, I have nothing against using technology in, in, in investigation, but I think far too many people rely too heavily on it and and uh, accept too right. readily information that comes from electronic devices and not from sources that I think Especially are a since more most people don't even know how they operate. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Exactly. We have a quick question from our chat sure. room. And uh, uh, someone, I'm not sure who, wants to know. And, and. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has Andrew ever investigated with Ian and Ron before and where? And if not, are there plans to? And huh. um, we, we have done um, public investigations together. Yeah. yeah. But we've never done an actual uh, case together, no, mm-hmm. no. I, I think now that I think about it, you're, you're probably one of the the few folks here in Southern New England I haven't done a an investigation. Well, I'm not in New England. <laughs> Got to remember that. Not, yeah, it's it's really funny, but yeah, not too many people have gone investigating with me, other than my own team. No, you kind of. 
keep to yourself. Of course, there was the infamous night in the Freetown State Forest when we were doing Chris Belzano's DVD. That's true. That's Ah, true. That was a weird night. That was a very strange night. Yeah, that made it onto Monsters and Myths a little bit funny, but that's okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I wasn't too thrilled with that either, but uh, still a good show. Worth oh, that watching. was from John, that question. Yeah. Oh. Thanks, John. Thank you, John. John's one of our longtime, very faithful listeners. Uh, so I have no idea what the time is since our clocks are all wrong. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I want to get into this case you've been working on because it's mm. really, really interesting. Yeah, a little over six and a half years so now. So why don't you set it up for us? And, and yeah, uh, uh, it's a lengthy story, so I'll try not to talk too much uh, and, and ramble. But uh, a little over six and a half years ago, um, I had put an ad in a local free newspaper uh, soliciting uh, personal ghost stories. It was an idea for a book mm-hmm. uh, I was I was working on. Didn't get one email, not one phone call, except, really? except for this one. Wow. And the lady's name is Anne Marie, and she uh, said she never read that free newspaper. She always threw it in the recycling bin. And one day she opened it up, and the one page opened up to was had my ad on it. And she turned to her elderly mother uh, and said, do you think this guy might believe us? And she said, I don't know. We can try. So they gave me a call, and within, I'd say, the first 15 minutes talking to her, I knew I was talking to a sane, down-to-earth, blue-collar working gal who never believed in the paranormal. Um, never even thought about ghosts. But she had bought a house um, after uh, a divorce right near her nephew in a beautiful neighborhood in Situate, Rhode Island. Very nice neighborhood. The house was built in 1963. It's a fairly modern house. But she had things happening that she would try to dismiss, but uh, things happened that started to become even more difficult to dismiss as if somebody wanted to get her attention. And I'll just tell you briefly that the, the thing that finally turned her over was her elderly mom woke up and her dentures were just gone. And she had a very, she had a very oh. Spartan bedroom. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a whole heck of a lot of bric-a-brac in it. Yeah. So she was like, well, mom, maybe it's here. And they tore the bedroom apart. And there wasn't many places for the, the dentures to have gone. Mm-hmm. So uh, she was like, I don't know. It might turn up. About three weeks goes by. Her mom's going to go to bed. And her mom's on one side of the bed. And Anne Marie said she was on the other. And they were talking to each other as they were turning her blankets and sheets down. Mm-hmm. And then Anne-Marie said, they didn't come over my shoulder, they didn't fall through the ceiling, they just all of a sudden appeared in midair, my mom's dentures, and mm-hmm. fell onto the bed. Oh, my God. She said, that's when I had the Holy epiphany and realized, go surreal, and my supernatural, going on. <laughs> the supernatural is real. So I, I went in, uh, I was working with a psychic named uh, uh, Pamela Padalano at the time. She used to mm-hmm. live uh, in the same town I did, which was very convenient. And this house is only 10 minutes away from where I live. Mm-hmm. So we went over there, and um, we had the name Linda appear on a screen. Uh, and we still don't know how it's even on the metal. It almost looks like but somebody had removed the screen, oxygen. A screen, a screen or a window, excuse me, I should have made that clear. Yeah. A screen or a window, it was like somebody somehow removed the oxidation on the wiring on a second floor window. Uh-huh that we were standing in front of and we would have noticed it a few minutes earlier mm-hmm. and we were talking and what was so funny is the homeowner was saying well I nicknamed the ghost I call it Linda <laughs> and the name Linda all of a sudden is now on a screen mm-hmm. we had a wow. um, we had a, a plate of glass on a cabinet we were discussing uh, just a moment earlier mm-hmm. uh, broke we didn't hear it break but when we walked back into that room you could see mm-hmm. immediately that the glass was broken so we saw that something was paying attention to our visit and I realized we have something here. And I'm extremely lucky as a paranormal investigator to not only have a haunting with other paranormal activity involved, 
10 minutes from my house mm-hmm. with a homeowner mm-hmm. that is absolutely the perfect, strong, willed person to stay in that house because other people didn't. And she didn't know that fact when she bought the oh, house. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, she found out as time went on that even the people who built the house realized we built this house on haunted land. Oh. Yeah, I, I've, I've talked to them. They're, they're in their 80s now down in Florida, um, and they were very helpful. It's a strange phone call to call somebody out of the blue. Oh, right. yeah, I tracked you down out in Florida, and yeah. I just want to know, you ever experienced ghosts in your house that you built in such a way? And they talked about it? They were very open with it and mm. uh, made the hair stand on my arm, especially when I asked the wife, did you ever see an apparition on the property? And she said, I saw one ghost. And I said, was it a woman? Because there there's more than one ghost here. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, it was a man. And I said, really? And she described to a T the apparition we refer to as the half man, because you never see his legs. Hmm. Oh. He hovers uh, right. from the waist up. He's been the seen seven times now by six different witnesses. And she described. And not only that, but um, one of the psychics, uh, I bought, I think a total of seven now have been involved with the property. They all tell me the same story. I take them, they're clean. They all go to the same locations in the property and tell me the same cast of characters and the same motivation. Hmm. And uh, one of them was uh, telling me that, uh, yeah, this guy had her, uh, this this uh, woman that they had killed, uh, wrapped her up in a, a bed sheet, oh. and uh, they were going to throw her into a, an opening in the ground. And uh, when I was talking to this woman whose husband built the house back in 63, and she was describing this apparition that appeared in her bedroom at about 1.30 in the morning, she said, yeah, it was really, uh, really uh, kind of exciting. I wasn't scared at first uh, because of all the other things that had happened in the house. She said, he had no legs, and he was wearing a white shirt with his sleeves rolled up, and he had something bundled up in sheets, and it looked like he was looking for a place to put it. Oh and then he saw me looking at him, and he moved. Even though he didn't have legs, he moved like he was running out of the room and just disappeared in midair before he reached the door. And the hair was on my arms as I'm talking to her because, yeah. you know, that's... But the best punchline to this whole conversation on the phone was when I went to say, hey, thank you so much for talking to me. This is a weird conversation to have with a stranger. <laughs> and I was about to hang up, and the husband was back on the phone. He goes, wait a minute, before you go, uh, something we should tell you. Uh-oh. And I was like, really? He goes, I'll let my wife tell you. And he hands the phone back to her, and she goes, yeah, the, the strange activity didn't start in the house until my 8-year-old found the human bones across the street. <laughs> and that's that's just it. And I mean, we've had, as time's gone on through, now I know a lot of people... So what happened to the bones? I asked the that. Bo- very good question. Mm-hmm. This is what we're trying to find and out. And everybody in this studio just went, ew. Yeah. <laughs> the mother told me, I told him to put them back where he found them. And she then said, you know, I didn't supervise him. I don't know if he ever did. And from what I understand, this boy, as he grew up, got involved in... Um, black magic oh. and was practicing this art uh, in the shed on the property. The shed is a very weird place to be on that property. Mm. But uh, apparently, um, according to psychics, uh, there were some rather bad people uh, situated in Foster, Rhode Island, or were like the Wild West in, in Rhode Island. It's near Wall. A very long time. <laughs> it's beautiful town. It's beautiful <laughs> town. Beautiful towns now, seriously. Yeah. But back then, you look in newspapers, they talk about it as being this lawless, godless region. Oh, my uh, literally with no law enforcement. Um, so it, the, what we're getting is people were brought out into this, this section of woods, and they were strangled for ritual reasons. And then they were being thrown down into a, uh, a well. Um, there was also a very large old, uh, they estimated it to be 300-year-old tree mm-hmm. on the property, 
and we think that that had something to do with the uh, the ceremonies involved. And when you look at old Celtic beliefs, very old trees with openings in them are fairy forts. Yeah, they are openings exactly. to other dimensions. So what happened to the well? Cool. The well, now the well is very interesting because even the first psychic I brought on when we went to leave the house, she said. These people are not lying to you, Andrew. They, they are literally experiencing this stuff. And I said, well, you can see the teenage son is terrified. He's not enjoying it at all. And she goes, there's something to do with water under this property, something to do with a well. Well, I kept hearing that from other psychics I was bringing on. They bring that up. There's something to do with a well. And one of the gals I work with uh, named Stephanie Burke, a uh, young lady who is uh, her grandmother, and her mom had the Have we met Stephanie before? I believe you probably have. I've worked with Stephanie before. Um, yeah. Okay. Her, her, she's traced her, uh, her um, uh, lineage all the way back to a, uh, a, a relation who was picked up in the Salem witch trials. But wow. fortunately, everything blew over and she was released and she wasn't one of the, the women hung. Uh, but uh, it runs in her family, on the female uh, uh, members of her family. Um, but I brought her to the house and, and I've caught some amazing EVPs walking around with her. And again, she paints the same stories that the people that have come mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. And... Um, there's a section of the yard that we believe that they might have been the well might have been, and she stood in that spot and uh, she said, Andrew, if you dig down here nine and a half feet down, you'll find the, the head of the well. We rented a backhoe. You did, and we dug it up. Wow. And I believe we, we have a photograph. Oh. We have a, yeah, 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 it yeah. cost us cost us yeah. well over a grand a, to, the first photograph to do this. in there, um, Director Zach. Yeah, there, this this is yeah. this is the actual hole that now what we did is we dug a large hole that was five feet deep. Mm -hmm. um, we spray painted the lawn where the where Stephanie had told me uh, what to do. Yeah, and um, uh, we dug out a five uh, about, about, about I'd say five by five hole, and then I climbed down and I proceeded to dig another fifteen feet in the ground. Oh. But exactly where Stephanie said nine and a half feet down, we encountered these rocks. Now, if you look at them, you can see that they're purpose rocks. They're cut. They're shaped, mm -hmm. and it's it's being cut off on our monitor. But in the right hand side of the picture, there was a stone that's obviously a well cap. It's a humongous, like coin shaped, ah. purpose cut rock. And uh, I did not find, uh, you know, the human remains because the well is is collapsed. But what was really spooky is um, one of the uh, psychics I brought in, a friend of uh, Stephanie's, a gal named Nicole Lahos. I brought her onto the property, and here's this hole that we have with a fence, a security fence around. So, <laughs> and it's like the 500-pound gorilla in the room, and I'm trying not to bring, you know, attention to it. <laughs> and she walked over to it, looked down the hole, and looked at me and said, "Are you looking for bodies?" Hmm. And I said uh, nothing to her. But on my recorder, a female voice answered, "Yes." Oh. Hmm. She said, "The psycho you have pacing in the backyard." Who hates oh. hates you because you won't let this go. And that's what all the gals have told me. Oh. You won't let this go. He's laughing at you because you're in the wrong spot. She goes, this was the right spot. She goes, I don't know how old this house is, but as they dug, they pulled the contents of this well out of here. Oh. And they took the dirt across the street where the kid found the bones. Hmm. Oh, wow. So she says oh. her skull, the woman <laughs> who wants sense. you to find her remains, because there's more than one person here, but this mm -hmm. one woman, her skull is there, and it's in the leach field. Oh. The homeowner's brother who helped me dig the hole, Mm -hmm. He's sitting on the uh, the back and he says, I can't explain why, but I keep feeling we should dig there. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. was a year earlier. And Nicole then says, that's that's where she is, and she wants you to find him, and he's laughing at you because you can't get to her remains. Mm. But we've what, what Nicole, Stephanie, Tiffany Rice, Pamela Padalano, uh, an RN from Boston named Terry Jamros, who was very, very talented, 
Um, uh, they've all told me the same story. I even brought a witch to the property with her granddaughter, and her granddaughter was just absolutely hitting it out of the park. I had to keep the poker face on the whole time she was talking. <laughs> but what was odd, the nurse that I brought there, Terry, she looked out the window at one of the trees, older trees that's still on the property, and she goes, there are four men standing in front of that tree, and they want to know why Andrew stopped digging. Now, I tried to dig by hand to see if I could find any evidence originally oh, before we wow. got the... And I said, well, I couldn't dig too deep with the <laughs> shovel. She says, well, they, they told you you should have kept going. You should. Was, she's only about nine feet down. And then oh. Stephanie came up with the number nine and a half. Mm-hmm. But when I brought the witch there, a uh, good two years after that incident, she looked right at the same tree and said there were four men standing in front of that ah. tree. And she said they just turned into balls of light. Two of them went to the backyard. And then she said, oh, my goodness, why did they do that? I said, what? They just went into that planter in the front yard. That's where the stump to the 300-year-old tree is now. It fell down eight years ago. The tree oh. went there, and they went into the ground. And I've had one psychic after another go, there's something under this house. Something mm. very old. That's so it sounds yeah. like a far-fetched theory, but I believe that because of the witchcraft, you have Witches Hill and Foster, had a lot of witch witchcraft in uh, in uh, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. I think there were people um, practicing some sort of ceremony, and I think it involved big businessmen at the time. And some of the names that have come up uh, through the psychics, I've actually found and in, in researched first names mm-hmm. uh, that were connected to that property. Uh, we have, mean, but everybody, yeah. you know, they take the word witch and they think it as this this evil thing and everything. But witches are not no, no, no. evil. No. Are we talking more satanic here? Yes, than we, I would say dark magic. Like my friend Pat Morgan, who is a white witch, she mm-hmm. she she uh, gets very upset when people connect witches to, to that. But she's like, no, that's that's foolish people who are messing with things they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that uh, a mill nearby. Uh, is where the half man came from because other people, psychics, have talked about him and called him the caretaker. And he had keys and he was somebody important and then he was nobody. And I had a woman right out of the blue at one of my talks at a library just brought up that mill and said, Yeah, my great great grandmother used to uh, t- uh, started a story, it was passed down in the family. Apparently, there was a guy, he was a caretaker at that mill who lost the keys and got fired. Hmm. Hmm. So I've had all these strange coincidences over the last six and a half years, but my own personal experiences, I've seen shadow figures darting in and out of rooms. Uh, they've heard uh, uh, disembodied voices. I heard one myself. So you actually, you got, you brought some evidence with you here today. Uh, well, uh, what I brought uh, is the most recent and, and jaw-dropping evidence. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, words have appeared, as I said on the screen. Mm-hmm. We had a mirror downstairs. I was showing the first bit of evidence, which was two balls of light that ran through her living room at 1.30 in the morning. Okay. Um, very bright balls of light, real quick, boop, boop, mm-hmm. right through the room. And I said, this is not too impressive, but this is the first thing I've been able to capture in your home. I thought I'd just bring it to your attention, gave him a little presentation. We turned on the lights, we turned around, and something greasy was smeared on the mirror. Now, their house is very clean. They're mm-hmm. very, very tidy people. And when you looked at it, you had to look at it at angles. It was smeared falling down the stairs. And there was a little, like, lazy little cartoon of a stairs and what almost looked like a stick figure falling off the stairs. I, hmm. I took photographs of it and we thought that's strange. Well, the stairway was right there to our right. Yeah. Only a few months later, her mother died by falling down those stairs. Oh, oh nice. no. Oh. Her mother is now in spirit form in the house. I bring psychics in and they look oh. at Anne-Marie and go, Anne-Marie, did you lose your mother a little while ago, a short woman named Anne? She protecting them? Yeah. Because oh. she said to me when she was Thank alive, God. she says, yeah. how do we get rid of them? And I said, well, I don't know who they are yet. So before we 
try anything that'll upset him. Let's see if we can figure out this mystery. And she says, this feisty little Italian woman goes, well, when I die, I'm coming back here and kicking them off. (laughs) And I bring psychics in and I believe this woman's your mom talking to me. And she starts talking about the caretaker, the half man, and how she has trouble keeping him out of the house. Hmm. But but the pictures uh, that I brought... uh, well, my friend uh, Anne Marie went down to Florida to take a break from this awful winter we had because oh, yeah. her brothers uh, lived down in Florida. Her um, her nephew, who's a complete skeptic and will not accept the idea the house is haunted, mm-hmm. while he was there taking care of her cats, a porcelain figurine came out of one room, came into the kitchen, and smashed on the floor. Oh. And then they went into the bathroom and found three black smears on the bathroom mirror. And oh. the word "run" written on a tile. Oh, we have that, right? Yeah, if if yeah, if you could bring it yes. up. We, Zach, I, can we this is this is just recently too. This is only with the three, about a month away. The three smears first. Yeah, there. you just make them out. Oh, yeah. it, it looks like makeup, but when uh, I was on the phone talking to Pat the witch who lives nearby, I was hoping she'd come by, but it was her birthday. Mm-hmm. She said, "Yeah, it's your friend in the backyard. He's trying to scare you guys. He he wants the house again." No, she goes, "You'll find what he used wow. right in front of you." And then there was a makeup tray. Mm-hmm. We found an eyeliner. The only thing is, is the eyeliner has such a dainty little brush right. on it exactly. that when we tried to write "run" on a on a tile right. as a mm-hmm. and do that, we couldn't. Zach, can we have the one that says Ron? Yep. Thank and the weird thing is, is this eye sure, makeup, why is it dripping? Maybe it says Ron. Ron. Yeah. <laughs> no, eye makeup shouldn't Ron run, was but it. Right, it should see, but it, it's dripping. So yeah, it is dripping. I looked at that and I thought, well, that's weird. I'm the only one in this tight little bathroom. Right. The teenage son who won't live at home anymore, he lives with his dad in Providence. Ah. He, hates, he hates the house. Wow. The mother's standing out there with a good friend of the family, and they're telling me basically what went on while she was away. And the next, you bring up the next picture. Uh, Red tile that's right there. That literally appeared right behind me as I was talking to them. It wasn't there. That's the most dominant tile when you walk into the bathroom. And I examined the entire room before we started talking about the mirror and the word run. It says you will die. Nice. And it appeared behind me. Her son's eyes came out of his head. Oh. His hand went past my head and he went, oh my God, you will die. And I was like, what? And Anne-Marie goes, Andrew, words are behind the wall, about behind you. Wow. I turned around and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. So that's when I called Pat. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, he's trying to scare you, Andy. It's your, your friend out in the back. Uh. So a couple of weeks go by. I bring Nicole, a uh, uh. gal named Alicia uh, Master Angelo, who's a great ghost hunter. She's had terrific luck at the house catching EVP. And uh, another gal I know has been ghost hunting for eons with her brother uh, named Chris Best. And I figured we'd bring some gal power because there's a female ghost named Sarah that wants help. So I figured, let's bring in these women, see if we can encourage her to come out of the ether, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And Nicole goes in to use the bathroom and comes out, and we thought she was joking for a second. She goes, you got to be kidding me, 666? So if you can bring up the, uh, the shot of the, the black smudge on the right, you uh, see right above it. Now, this oh, is yeah. tiny. This is tiny on this new windowsill. Right, it's a windowsill, Now, yeah. we were just talking about the kid who had found the bones in the house. Uh-huh. And I said, yeah, he was into like Ozzy and um, uh, Alistair Crowley. Yeah, who was it? And, and, but this was in the early <laughs> 80s. This right. was in the early 80s and when everything was all that s- yeah. Satanism stuff. And that appeared as we were out in the kitchen talking about it. Nicole goes to, to use the, uh, the bathroom and comes out. While we're looking at that, to the left of that under about two tiles down from that, mm-hmm. I kid you not, the next message, if you can bring it up. Next message? It just was there. Like, die, it was, what is it? Die, 17, dot, dot, 12. 12. So I'm like, time. So I'm like, military time, because yeah. the guy we're right. talking about, when he grew up, he joined the special forces. Hmm. But my friend Chris outside the door goes, no, it's a psalm. 
So Anne-Marie grabbed her Bible, and I have the next shot. Uh, we, I took a photograph of it. Uh, it's this threat. They are like hungry lions for prey, you know, crouching and ready to attack. And it was weird because that's what Pat said to me over the phone. She goes, oh, yeah, they're, they're all about you right now, Andrew. They're trying to intimidate you. They're trying to get that fear out of you. Wow. But I'm like, I wasn't scared. I was just absolutely gobsmacked with fascination. <laughs> and I was so grateful. True ghost hunter. Really intelligent, down-to-earth folks standing on yeah. either side of me when it happened. Uh-huh. And we, the three of us jumped like, you ah! got to be kidding me. Like, it wasn't there. And then in a blink of an eye, it, it was, was just there. And the word die, if you, if you check that the That is absolutely writing, cool. It matches the same die as you will die. Uh-huh. Stephanie Burke, when I uh, sent her the pictures, she said, yeah, the, uh, the big bad guy in the backyard, he didn't write it. He made someone else write it. <gasps> and I said, do you think it's Billy? And she said, yes. And this is the, the guy who found the bones as a child, got oh. involved in satanic worship on the property. Uh-huh. And we think since he He's died dead. only a few years ago of cancer yeah. uh, in Connecticut, um, we think he's back at the house because oh, wow. we have psychics talking about there's hmm. somebody here who used to live here. Sorry. And as crazy as this sounds, I can't prove it. I can't prove any of this. But I wonder if the, the poor guy damned his soul to this property. I'm mm. wondering if because of his actions through his youth, he made some and sort you know, of you, pact. Don't, and yeah, don't you wonder? Don't you feel like maybe they're, they've been using him since day one? That's exactly. And now He's their stooge. And I went through know? a personality change investigating this house, and people had to take me aside and said, Andrew, we're worried about you. You're becoming obsessed to find these bones. And Stephanie Burke sat me down and said, they want you to find them, and you're going to end up just like Billy. Oh, God. And I had to walk away and just... Yeah. I've been using cleansing soaps made for me by uh, one of the psychics to to take this bad energy off of me. And wow. I'm telling you, I noticed a, a difference in my, yeah. my tone and attitude. Hmm. But I became absolutely obsessed for about a year once we, we dug the uh, dug for the well. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, Stephanie and Nicole came over, and they did a blessing to move some of the victims along. And I don't know did if it work? Uh, well, they, they hoped it did, because hmm. if you have the picture of the, the smash mirror, if we could bring that up. Oh, yeah. yeah. The picture of the living room, and you can see a whole bunch of debris. That mirror was literally taken off the wall. The hook didn't oh, come out. Yeah. The wire was, was ripped out of the back of the frame with violence. And all the objects knocked off the table. The physics of it doesn't make any sense. Like right. if the mirror were to fall naturally, it couldn't have landed face up, face up. the way it, it did. And yeah. the objects that were on the table, mm-hmm. it just didn't make any sense. And when I brought Nicole back, Nicole says, uh, she says, um, oh, someone threw a temper tantrum in the house because we'd clean the mess up. And she goes, he's out in the backyard right now going, where are they? Where are they? Oh. So we think we successfully moved some of his victims oh, along. We think. <laughs> I mean, this is all, all theory. But we've right. done everything from transfiguration uh, experiments there. Mm-hmm. Um, and even her our grandchildren are now talking about fairies on the property. And three of the psychics have talked about seeing an elemental. And w- what, you know, with the tree again? Oh, the yeah. fairy fort. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, the amount of paranormal activity at this location. So people say, you're going to write That's a book? Amazing. I don't think anybody would believe me. <laughs> That'd be a great book, though. Yeah. <laughs> it should be at least on my ghost story. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know. Or something. But right. I'm absolutely fascinated. And my whole point of sharing the story with you is I hope that people who are getting into paranormal research investigation will realize that there, as like Shakespeare said, there's more in heaven and earth than are dreamt of and our mm-hmm. philosophy. Mm-hmm. And this case alone has opened my mind to the possibilities 
of what is going on on the other side of the plane. Right. And uh, I think people should uh, not be so rigid with the theories they're seeing presented on television, not worshipping the gadgets so much. I think they should go back, read some of the old research, mm-hmm. and uh, approach things from a more casual way because I found going in there full force with a lot of gadgets kind of, I think, puts them back into the, the woodwork. way I ghost hunt at this house, Anne-Marie's a great cook. I hang out with her. We <laughs> eat her delicious meals. We eat cookies and drink coffee. And then some nights, nothing happens. And then other right. nights, we have moments that are like, oh, my God, that just happened. Yeah. And, I, and I love that it's a continuing, ongoing you know, long-term investigation. I mean, that's, I'm so that's lucky how to be able you're to do going that. to be able to prove Maybe, yeah, maybe. Through, maybe know? find some links. And I'm, and I'm going to be doing a lot more historic research this spring mm-hmm. now that the psychics have brought up names that seem to be relevant to the property. Right, right. Do we want to take a sure, step? Sure, why not? We do have a, oh, a sure. question from chat room from Stephen Scott. Uh, has Andrew ever experienced any moments of spiritual contact or insight when writing one of those, where did that come from, epiphanies? Yes, that's a uh, that's an excellent question. I've had it happen at this house. I mm-hmm. don't consider myself psychic. All the psychics laugh at me and go, Andrew, you don't realize how psychic you are. You need to you need to work on it. You're very psychic. I've had moments where I'm not saying I actually felt breath in my ear, but it's almost like someone's whispered something in my ear, and I've had this theory just come to me, mm-hmm. and a little time goes by, and I find out I'm exactly right. Wow. So. Uh, strange thing about my father passing in 2009, he died the same week that her mom died. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Anne-Marie used to take care of an autistic teenager, a really great kid named Ryan, and he was very introverted. But when he uh, started coming to our house, he was having conversations with people. <laughs> and when really? they asked him who he was talking to, he was giving them the names that the psychics have been giving us. Oh, wow. So one day she called me over and said, Andrew, Ryan and I were eating oranges, and he was looking past me, and I knew he could see somebody. And I said, is someone here, Ryan? And he nodded and said, who is it? And he said, Art. And now we had an Uncle Arthur, but they always called him Arthur. So she said, you mean your Uncle Arthur? And he shook his head, no. So what does he look like? Is he young like you? Old, tie. Well, what does he want? Andrew, please, Andrew. Hmm. That's my dad. <laughs> and my dad was a hardcore skeptic. Oh, but okay. in, his, in his later you know, uh, couple of years of his life, a nurse that used to come and help me take care of him at home was fascinated with my research. So I would be telling them stories about this house, uh, whether my dad wanted to hear them or not. (laughs) And it's just so funny because Anne was a big fan of my dad's. And so the fact they died within like three days of one another. And now to have this this boy just out of the blue say, there's a guy here named Art with a tie. My dad always wore a tie because he was always on the air. Mm -hmm. And what does he want? Andrew, please, Andrew. So I was over that house like a rocket. So is it my dad whispering in my ear? Is it Anne telling me stuff? Maybe. But, yes, I mean, that question is an excellent question because I've been experiencing yeah. that in this home. And I'm sure your dad's watching out for you. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, he's even interrupted Stephanie to uh, pass messages to me. <laughs> and Stephanie didn't know him from a hole in the wall. Andy, I think your your father's here. He wants me to tell you this, and it was something I was talking about the night before with oh, somebody else. So it's, wow. So I think Dad, even though, I, as in my dedication to my book, I dedicated it to my mom, uh, who told me I should have written this book a long time ago, and to my father, who never believed a word of it. <laughs> so I now joke that my father knows more about the paranormal than I do, and he's, oh, he's probably right. a better investigator than I am right now. I know, now, right? You also brought a, a piece of video, right? Oh, there was a, oh, a, a very yeah. interesting clip. Uh, the one with Tiffany Rice, I, this was her first visit, and she was only on the property for a few minutes now. It was a slight uh, drizzly day in June, and we were standing under an umbrella as I was mm-hmm. uh, videotaping her. So you hear the raindrops 
yeah. going pitter-patter on the... And she, she looks to me and asks me about a name, and she corrects herself and says the name correctly, mm-hmm. and a voice cuts in and confirms she's got the name oh, right. Wow. Oh, wow. So can we play that? Yeah. that clip sack? Is there a Susie or a Sarah? Uh, not off the top of my head. Okay. greenvilleparanormal.com and it is there it's marked uh, private residence in situate but um sarah is the name that keeps coming up with the other psychics too all right and when you listen uh, folks go to my website when they listen to that that voice say sarah and then they hear the voice respond yes when nicole asked are you looking for bodies it's the same voice i heard i have to say when i um i had to upload the clip earlier today and i heard it's it's very faint it's the kind of thing where, if, you know, you're right in front of it listening to mm. it. I heard very clearly Sarah even before yeah. I realized that was the the name because I heard, oh, Sarah. So it is very clear. It's just very, very, it's a woman's voice and it's fit, very faint. Now, there's a, uh, the, from time to time, they hear a woman screaming on the property. That's oh. happened. I brought, uh, when I brought Terry, the, uh, the nurse, and she was downstairs, she goes, do you sometimes hear a woman scream? And I, I would just kind of like play dumb and I just didn't really like answer the question. She goes, I can, I can hear a, a woman screaming. And I got this very flat toned woman in a different voice goes, I can't help that. Oh. So when I brought Nicole uh, and Stephanie there, we let Nicole just walk and we were like giving her space. And as we were going down the stairs, uh, Stephanie Burke swatted a mosquito and she only kind of like half killed it. And uh, she was going by, she goes, remind me that's there so I can wipe it off the wall later. I don't want it biting anybody else. The same voice that a year earlier said, I can't help that, goes, that's banal. Banal? Meaning her joke is not, you know, not funny. But it's the same <laughs> voice, that's banal. And Stephanie's wow. like, well, I thought it was funny. Back to her later. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's amazing. I, uh, up in the attic, I asked a clear-cut question. Why are you here? Why are you haunting Anne-Marie? And a voice in the corner of the attic, I fortunately caught it on my audio recorders. It wasn't an EVP, it was disembodied voice said uh, please help me out so this this is still continuing oh, as, I think as I've said to uh, Marie I said uh, if you ever you know move out of this house you and I are gonna have to like keep tabs on it and keep coming <laughs> back here and bothering the people because I, I just um, like I said it's almost become an obsession for me that I have to be careful with mm-hmm. but yeah I'm, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna research the heck out of this thing until I can Start connecting the dots. So what about the bones? Are we are we gonna continue? Well, you know, they the keep bones? telling us there's there's gold under the stairs, and they say it's not real money gold. It's something of value under the stairs. And Anne Marie and I had, had had come to that conclusion because the ghost has seen a lot on the stairs going down, and there was a stairway that used to go off the back of the house before the porch was there. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if this kid Billy had buried the bones underneath that stairs, and they're now up against the foundation there. Uh, uh, a elderly man, 91-year-old man, uh, escaped Cuba 
uh, lives down in Florida. Her brother uh, runs a marina down in Florida. And he needed cabinets made, and this guy comes in to build cabinets for him, and he brings this 91-year-old father with him who can't speak a word of English. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's staring at her brother, Glenn, really weird. Oh. And he turns to his son and says something in Spanish, and his son goes, oh, papa. And he looks at Glenn and says, my father has second sight, and it scares me every time he does this. He says, your sister's house up in Rhode Island, has uh, there's gold under the stairs. Uh-huh. And he says, and you have to find a way to talk to the half man, because he knows about all the all the deaths on the property. Hmm. And this is a guy who didn't even know Glenn from a hole in the wall. And he knew about his sister's house in Rhode Island. Okay. Hmm. Wow. Very strange. So to answer your question, we think the gold under the stairs is reference to this treasure of, of bones. bones. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So uh, what else are you doing? Uh, I know we're running out of time yeah. on the show here. Yeah. Well, uh, next month, it's unfortunately, it's sold out. But on uh, uh, May 22nd, uh, Jeff Belanger, Tim Weisberg, Carl Johnson, and I We'll be telling some good old-fashioned New England ghost stories. Really? Here in Columbus. No, wait, 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 wait. When we say ghost stories, are we talking about true stories? Are we talking legends? We're talking about legends, um, stories that are believed to be true. Excuse me. Oh, I just, I just burped there. Sorry about that. Um, yes. Yeah, all throughout, uh, all throughout uh, uh, New England. Um, okay. But uh, it's just, it's, it's not like this conversation we're having. It's basically like sitting around the campfire and telling some good old ghost stories that, uh, as Jeff said, this is what got us all involved in this anyway. It's that story you heard. Well, it always got yeah. Jeff yeah. involved. I mean, Ghost Village was built on stories. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it, we're looking forward to it. It should be fun. That's awesome. Well, we have to wrap this up. But before we wrap this mm-hmm. up, we have a little surprise, surprise for our audience member. Tonight we have three audience members. Really? Yeah. Our faithful audience member, Nate, we have a little surprise. I'm going to take my microphone off. Oh. All right. I'm coming right back. All right. I'll be here. What happened to the freaking... Hey, none of that. Ghost. Okay. Where did Slammer go? Where did Slammer go? I wasn't paying attention. Oh. Nate. Come on, Nate. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Copyright on that song. Happy birthday, dear Nathan. Happy birthday to you. Woo! None of that. None of that. Yeah. Yeah. That was that. I saw the flames. So, wait a minute. What does your shirt say? Oh, yeah. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.